0: Episode 1,126. Books,
1: 2023. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian. Bringing you Theology at Warp Speed, I am Matt Anderson.
0: I am Ben DiBono. We're back for more books. We're back.
1: Ben, the annual tradition where we take a look back at what we have read. Any thoughts on just overall? How was twenty twenty three for you when it came to books?
0: It was pretty good, Uh, you know. It was pretty good. There's there's some definite high points in here. Um, There's a few low points in here as we go along. But I, you know, I'm just scanning through what I read this year, and I have to say, I think I had a great year of reading. I read ninety four books in total.
1: All right. Yeah. You know, as I look over my books, I see a lot of series or similar authors i think that was my story for 2023 and i can talk through some of the authors and series i explored uh i read about where i'm usually at usually in the low to mid 50s and i did 55 this last year well done but i am noticing because i have different shelves on goodreads for my very favorite books yeah i have less favorite books this year than usual only 12 favorites and i can i'll go over those of course Okay. Uh let me take a look here and I did I did do my minor ranking. I know I think we kind of changed. Uh, so
0: I don't have an actual ranking
1: for my. that's fine. We kind of change how we do books every year. Yeah. Uh I I took some time to put them in a certain order, but you know, if you don't have it that's fine.
0: It's it's a little harder than movies for a couple of reasons. I think number one with movies there's more of them. Uh, typically on average, it's also It's really hard, like, I watch a handful of documentaries every year, but most of the movies I watch are, you know, fiction, whereas I tend to mix in a lot of nonfiction. Mm -hmm. I also do a fair amount of rereading, especially with audiobooks, and, like, for movies, we only do first-time viewings. Mm -hmm. Here, just talking about highlights, lowlights, I do have a best overall book for 2023. Is it The Bible? It is not. <laughs> a little disappointed with that one this time around. Uh, it doesn't hold. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, that, like when I think about some my low lights, some of them do get into like rereading and and all of that. Uh, especially since we're doing a lot of audiobooks, I tend to like to reread through audiobooks. Um, so yeah, it's harder. I find it harder to do an actual. Ranking yes. of these, even I totally though there agree. are definite highlights that emerge.
1: Let's just do it, loosey Goosey. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to do them in a uh, like a countdown. I think I might start with my favorite book of the year that we both read. Is okay. that a good place to start for you? Yeah, I doubt it's going to be the same one. No, I mean, we both read it, but my favorite book of 2023.
0: Oh, I bet I know. What yeah, yours you know is. What it is. It's
1: a book that we read from the book poster over on the extra feed. So just before we talk about this over and over throughout this, I'm guessing it will come up again. Uh, over on the patreon feed which you can find at patreon.com slash the sci-fi Christian We're going through a book poster of a hundred great novels and on that list We found a lot of recommendations. I don't think you and I would read or right uh, I shouldn't say we wouldn't have read them I'm, You especially probably would have got to a lot of these on your own for me Things I never even heard of things. I would have never checked out for my whole life if not for this poster and here it is number one a book by an author named Graham Greene it's called the heart of the matter.
0: Yeah. It, this is, I think if, if it wasn't for what my actual number one is, this is probably my number two. This is a really, really, really good book. Graham Greene, of course, known for uh, the screenwriter of The Third Man, which is a movie you and I both love. He's a thriller writer at times, but this is a more contemplative, there are some thriller aspects to it, I guess, but it's really more of a contemplative character of, of this sort of bad Catholic if you will wrestling with his relationship with God and guilt and and it's a really moving experience very powerful.
1: I totally agree what you said is a lot of what I wrote in my review I also mentioned that the book starts out good and then gets better and better and better and by the end I can't stop reading it.
0: Yeah really incredible ending and there's I don't want to give away any spoilers so this will be spoiler free but there's a, a section towards the end as he's Praying, and he's um, he's imagining, or maybe not imagining, what God is saying back to him as he's contemplating his actions and what he plans to do, and that, like that, it, the, the, that exchange of dialogue is is one of the things that's just really stuck with me mm-hmm. from this book. And I think also, you know, it's interesting talking with you about it as somebody who's not Catholic because I think it helped to bring home um, Graham Greene, who himself was a self-professed bad catholic he had a tenuous relationship with the church throughout his life but it helped bring home like the emotional import of some of the sacraments reconciliation confession and the eucharist like it gets you inside how does a catholic who actually believes this view those sacraments and it does it really powerfully
1: yeah i agree good i'm glad we both liked that one because yeah that was a fun one too to dissect over on the patreon feed so you can check that out in our book poster series all right, Ben. What if you want? I mean, just go anywhere you want. You want to yeah, let, the...
0: let me give you my best read of yeah. 2023, and this is a book I think I'll be reading for the rest of my life in one way or another. Uh, and it's Blood Meridian by Cormac oh. McCarthy. I
1: think eventually Ooh. we've talked about doing yes. a deep dive on it. Um, so we both read this book. We reviewed it in general, but Ben wants to really break it down.
0: Yeah, I I actually started at an audiobook and I stopped it eventually finished the audiobooks. I wound up reading this twice, but went back and read it very slowly and very carefully. Uh, Just an incredible, incredible novel. This this, 2023 was kind of a a year of Cormac McCarthy for me. Mm. I had read him previously. I'd read No Country for Old Men and The Road, um, but I wound up reading the Border Trilogy, which was a big highlight. I might have read all the pretty horses last year, but I at least finished the border trilogy this year. Uh, And blood Meridian was incredible. Went back, read no country for old men. And now he's kind of, I have a few authors who are sort of in this, this group where I have a limited number of their works, especially now that he's, he passed a year ago. And, I'm simultaneously very eager to jump in to uh, read the the other parts of McCarthy that I haven't read and also wanting to hold back because I know once I've read them all, I won't have anything more of his to read new. I feel the same way about Christopher Priest. Um and then also the same way about David Foster Wallace. In a weird way, even though I've read both these books, I also feel the same way about the audiobooks for uh, Susanna Clark, uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell and Piranesi, because mm-hmm. I love both those books and especially Piranesi. I love, maybe not especially, they're both so good. And I have both the audiobooks sitting in my audible queue and I just find myself like, not yet. I, I just. I don't want like you to rush
1: through them. Yeah, you've read them, but you don't quite want to go back to them again. Exactly. Okay.
0: Like I, I really want to, but there's also this savoring aspect of not yet. Not yet. It has to be the right time. Uh, and I feel that way about Cormac McCarthy, but uh, Blood Meridian, just incredible. I, I, I've never read anything quite like it.
1: I had this as a note to ask you during this episode. So for 2024, for me, do you recommend to me, maybe when we do a deep dive on Blood Meridian, that I read... No Country for Old Men or or The Road? Which one would...
0: Well, you were going to watch No Country for Old Men. Right. And I think you can probably get away with just watching it. Okay. Why do you say that? Uh, The adaptation is so good. And it started its life as a screenplay, so it lends itself more to that. But the adaptation, the movie is so good that it complements the novel very well. I don't feel... I feel like, ideally, you'd read the novel and watch the movie but they're both so
1: so good that you can get away with just one what about the road i feel like you don't typically like i've only read
0: the road once
1: yeah it seems like that's not one that you jump to recommending
0: i need to revisit it it's been it's been a number of years i haven't revisited it in my uh cormac mccarthy renaissance i'll say i know it probably jumps out to you because it's it's
1: sci-fi is it sci-fi? It's post-apocalyptic, right? yeah.
0: very dark, like very, very bleak. Mm-hmm. You know, so as a lot of his, uh, you read Blood Meridian, so you yes, know, I do. What's a low? What's a low light? Then maybe we can just sort of walk through uh, the year. Yeah, I don't, know if I, uh,
1: I don't. I haven't really highlighted my low lights. Maybe instead of doing that, could I talk through just some series I've checked out?
0: Yeah, that'll get that'll be a good segue. Oh, actually, I think I have our low light. One of the worst books I've ever read. I
1: guess I could re-rank my items here. No,
0: once I say it, you'll know what it is. Okay. It's the uh, Hunters of Dune, Sandworms of Dune Mm -hmm. sequel novels to The End of Dune written by Frank Herbert's son, Brian Herbert, who I'm sure really loves his dad, but has a horrible way of showing it. Yes. Uh, Sandworms of Dune is one of the worst books I've ever read. And I think made me angrier than almost any book I've ever read.
1: I do have Sandworms of Dune as my worst book of the year.
0: It's awful. It's awful. It's an insult. It's badly written.
1: I guess I should say how it, when I <laughs> I'm looking at the other book. There's other. It's at least the lowest rated, but tied with other books. So I, I guess I can't say it's literally the worst. I see another one here. I know I didn't like, but yes, as I think of series that we finished or got into, we finished off Dune last year. That was huge. Including those, but wait, were the only two Dune books that we read in 2023 the ones that were Brian Herbert? Did we do, I can't tell. I think
0: we must have finished Chapter House, but I'm not seeing it. Oh, yep, here we go.
1: Yep, Chapter House. We did finish that in, oh, wow, in May. So yeah, so so one of the series I completed last year was Dune. Another series I checked out because I liked the Wayward Pines TV show is I decided to check out Blake Crouch's Wayward Pines trilogy. And just looking at my scores here, loved it. Looks like four and a half, five, five stars for that one. Uh, sci-fi. Uh, I think I've read, again, I'm not scanning through an official list, just my Goodreads list. Uh, I think I read other books by him as well over the course of this year, or at least over the last few years I've checked him out. Here's one, Ben, that we can talk about that was another surprise. And I think you're surprised I even liked it at all. From the book poster, Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer.
0: Yeah and and Not, i really I, liked it.
1: Yeah, you loved it. I I I liked it. I wouldn't say this is one of my favorite books of the year, but compared to the our expectations for how we would feel about it, much better. Well, my
0: expectation was that you were going to suffer. <laughs> because if, if people don't know anything about Tropic troc- of Cancer, it is uh it was banned uh is like an actual band book, not the pretend band books that people like to talk about nowadays. Um, it was, it, it's obscene in, in places. And I started reading it first and I got to a couple of excerpts, which we won't go into here. And I just started laughing and laughing and laughing because I, well, both because I have a dirty mind and they're funny, but then also because I, I know that they would bother you. Yeah. And I was picturing you getting to, <laughs> to that part of the book. This and is- I, I, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I really wanted to just not tell you and let you discover it naturally, but I couldn't stop myself so I wound up sending you the quote so that I could laugh at your reaction and it, like and, and actually see it. Um however, once you if you can get over those moments in the book, most of the book's actually really thoughtful and it is. And, and very you know, very very probing into Modernism and the death of God And all of this stuff That, that early 20th century uh, Literature was concerned about Yeah so you, really gave,
1: good. you gave a good warning That there's explicit material But there's also good stuff in there So mm-hmm. yeah, I will state though that Everything we've ever reviewed From the book poster Is on the extra feed Yeah But just except for this one book We had to review it on the uncensored feed Yeah So it's <laughs> it is uncensored It's really good Alright what do you got next? Well, else, anything else you like that was a little bit of a surprise?
0: So I'll give you some of my series, um, which were largely in uh, rereading through audiobooks. So I've been rereading the Discworld series, um, which will continue through at least this year, probably into next year uh, as they've been re-released on audiobooks. And that's been so much fun. I read all these as a teenager. Um, there's some, I think, later in the series that I've never read Uh but it's so funny, so good. I'm rereading them in order, but uh, I think you need to check out Discworld at yeah. some point. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: we've been talking about it for years. You've made great recommendations to me in the past, so yeah, I'll check it out. Would yeah. you? And we've had the same conversation of where do you start? Yeah, you're basically. I think you've said both. You could start anywhere, but Color of Magic is that the correct? Color idea? of ma- So that's the first book, right?
0: That's what I've told you in the past. It's the first book, and then I know Brian Kozer has said start with Guards, Guards which is book eight, but it's the first. So there's a bunch of sub-series in, in Discworld that follow different characters, and I think Brian's right. Really? Uh, I Color... typically
1: like Publishing Order.
0: I know, but Color of Magic and Light Fantastic are the first two books. They have a very different feel than the rest of it. They are more feel more of a parody of 80s fantasy novels than they do the biting social satire that Discworld would become. They're not as well-written. I like them. There's, uh, I, they have a nostalgia value, but they're not at nearly as good as the later books in the series.
1: All right, well, I'm going to go to my library right this second. You're saying guards, guards? Guards, guards. That's where I should kick it off.
0: Exactly. And
1: how annoyed will I be that I like, just dropped into this world? They're going to explain everything yeah. that I need to know? Yeah. Okay, you know, While we're talking about recommendations, let me just quickly state that you've recommended multiple series to me uh and two that I read last year that i just loved for different reasons Senlin ascends yep uh this, uh this is not actually what's the uh, uh the books of Babel yeah the books of Babel there's three books is that right no there's four yep four books four books but the first book is called sendlin Ascends, spelled s e n l i n man i love this series They're really good really good series i mean uh do you what do, what would how would you pitch it
0: uh think of kind of a steampunk tower of Babel slowly. uh, If you like series where you slowly find out more and more and more of what's going on with the world, just uh, the kind of peeling back the onion aspect to it, where you're just sort of what appears to be a very simple plot at first of a man looking for his wife in the tower of Babel uh, and watching it sort of spiral out from there. Like, that that's the fun of it. It's its kind of got that steampunk swashbuckling aspect to it, uh, good characters, good character arcs. Uh, I really enjoyed it.
1: Next one. The actual series, is, this is a trilogy, the actual series is called Remembrance of Earth's Past, but the first book will be the most well-known, especially since there's a new Netflix show coming out, but it's called Three Body Problem. Yeah. So there's, like I said, three books. Man, this one... amazing just there's themes and plot points that have stuck with me that i think about still to this day what i'll say about it is and i think you'd agree with this the plot is good but what it makes you think about where the plot drives your own thoughts is the best thing about this series
0: i completely agree i
1: completely agree
0: yeah it's there's Especially in, in some of the later books, a lot of the plot points have just sort of dropped out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ideas have stuck yes, with Yes,
1: the me. ideas. Yeah. So those are two series I highly recommend. And, and straight from Ben. So thank you, Ben.
0: You're welcome. A right, couple well, other series I, I was reading this year. So I'm continuing to read the Bond continuation novels. I'm oh, almost, wow. I have one left of John Gardner's. And then we're going to do an episode? Yeah, we'll do okay, a, good, the good. John Gardner era. Uh, the, I, I'll say that they're not, like, they're falling apart like john gardner has written too many uh i'm glad that we're gonna move on to a different writer i will say the one that we did an episode on the james bond the authorized biography and i was saying that the the audiobook was impossible to find i think there's a new audiobook out of
1: this i want to and i highly recommend it yes i want to check this out yeah
0: so this was and that was a highlight of me for the year um I think that was an episode in the main feed.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. So
0: people can check that out. But the, the conceit of the book is that it's a, a biography of James Bond, and Ian Fleming is a character in it. All the novels are really exist in this world of James Bond, um, and it's 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 bizarre. It shouldn't work. It does work. It's a lot of fun. And one side James Bond recommendation. This is not a book. I just finished watching a documentary called The Other Fellow on Amazon. Oh, yeah. It's about people who are named James Bond in real life. Oh, yeah. Really good.
1: Okay. Really good. You know, this is totally off topic from books, but there was a game show I thought you were mildly interested in on Prime based or by the producers of James Bond, something about James Bond. Yeah, Brian Cox
0: was... I didn't watch it. Okay. Yeah, that's all I want. I heard it was trash. Okay. Uh one other series that I reread this year that I was enjoying at first and then dropped off a cliff was uh Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan series. Hmm. And boy does this series get bad. Really. Really, really, really bad. Uh this is the series that made me break my rule about listening to audiobooks
1: at greater than 1x speed. Wow. I don't know that you've ever done that before. Yeah. What speed did you listen to at 1.5? Uh,
0: I don't think we quite got there. But so as you get later on. Wait, what do you mean? 1.25? like 1.25. 1. Okay yeah which you can't really even tell once you get yeah. into it, but like as you get later on, these books get longer and longer and longer. I think the longest one executive orders is like fifty six hours in the audio book, and it's completely unearned okay and then oh, they get so bad later on it it's uh, there's some really good ones in there I'd say uh debt of honor was I enjoyed um You know, Without Remorse is good. Some of All Fears is pretty good. Clear and Present Danger I actually really enjoyed, but uh,
1: I can't possibly recommend this series. Wow, okay. It's bad. You know, I have two authors, well-known sci-fi authors that I'd like to mention. Yeah. start with Philip K. Dick. Yes. I haven't read a lot by him, but I did, in the past I've read, I don't know, one or two other books by him, but this year, 2023, I read a book called time out of joint have you heard of this book
0: i have i don't i'll be honest i don't know if i've read it because i do tend to have the philip k dick books blend together in my mind after a while
1: um but i i love philip k dick i've been actually listening to a bunch of his stuff okay great yeah i gave this one five stars i don't know what to say about it you know you've told me in the past philip k dick is always sort of circling around the ideas of What's real? Reality, what's, you know, time. You know, yeah. I mean, yep. is the world I'm living in fake? Am I the only real thing here? Yep. So if you like those kind of themes, that's what this is. Yeah. It uh, says time out of joint. So I'll be honest, I thought maybe there was a time travel element, not time travel element. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, Philip K was also uh, uh, an enjoyer of various substances. Okay. um Wait. Actually, a lot of the things we've talked about, like with.
1: You know, DMT and Clockwork, yeah.
0: like the, those themes show up throughout his book.
1: You're saying he would love Cookie Christmas?
0: Yeah, I think he would. He was, or he may, maybe he would hate it because it'd be too too shallow end for him. But yeah, I love Philip K. Dick. I've read, and I'm trying to read a lot more of his Check stuff. Check out Time Out of Joint. I will. Time I will.
1: Out of Joint.
0: I'd love yeah. to do a series on Philip K. Dick if for one reason only.
1: I think I would like to also. But not for the same reason as you. Right. Let me give you my second author. Okay. Isaac Asimov. Uh, I've been mentioning him at least for the last few years. But I finally... You did the cycle. In 2023, I completed my mission that I've been on. I wanted to read all of Foundation, all of Robots, all of Empire. And then there was also some books that... I found a website, of course, that shows which books mildly tie in. Just like I did for Dark Tower. So I read everything. I think in whole, it was maybe 18 books then because i i was originally reading them in publishing order like i mentioned like to do uh when i got to the prequels the foundation prequels yeah i decided all right i'll just start just the foundation series over so i've just i mean i'm saying in the last week finished the foundation series uh yeah i think i'm, I'm all caught up now
0: and do you still like Book 4 as much as you did before? Uh, I can't remember how
1: they renumbered or them.
0: F- Foundation's Edge. Y- you know
1: how I like Edge but and I liked Foundation on Earth? This time, I did not like Foundation on Earth as much. Uh, but I still enjoy Foundation's Edge, which you... I didn't.
0: hate those last two
1: books. The, the very last one is the one I liked less this time, and I think that's the one you had the biggest problem with. Yeah. So, but I don't think we I don't think we liked or disliked it for the same reasons. And let me just quickly shout out The End of Eternity, which I said... This one does have some time travel elements. Uh, it's... Very slightly ties into those other series I mentioned, but it could also just be read alone, and that's an Isaac Asimov book I enjoyed. So let me see what I gave it. It's either five or four and a half. What do you think it is? I'm going to say four and a half. Five stars. I should have known. Time travel. Yes, out of the 18 books I read by Asimov, it's my third favorite. It's a standalone novel, though. So there it is.
0: I'm continuing to read uh, with my older kids the Hercule Perot novels. Uh, really enjoying them. We're actually taking kind of a break right now because I'm reading them the Pickwick Papers from Charles Dickens, which is quite, quite long. Uh, but yeah, the Perot novels, those are, they're so good. that they're It's fun to, like, once I've gotten into the rhythm of the series to play along, because I've gotten the answer a few times. And there's sort of a paradox in this with, with a mystery series, because I always want to guess it. Right, You always want to yeah. guess it. But if you guess it every time, it's a bad series. And so sometimes you need to be wrong. Yeah. So I think now I'd have to go, go back and look at my reviews, but I think I've gotten three or maybe three and a half. There was one, I think, where I gave myself a half a point for, for getting elements <laughs> on it. Uh, one of them, the ABC Murders, which is one of the best ones in the series just as a plot. I got this one super early. Wow. And I was really impressed with myself. Do you
1: tell your kids or do you let them figure it out? We'll
0: themselves? talk about, like, do you guys have, you know, do you have a, a theory of what's going on and we'll throw things out? And so we'll, like, I, I, cause you never know for sure. Like, there might be something that's different or whatever that from what you're expecting. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. If one of us has a theory,
1: what age are you reading the, uh, these books to? Or what, so what age of kids are you reading to?
0: I'm actually really proud of this. Um, and this is like, here's my PSA for read to your kids. I'm reading these and the Pickwick papers to my 15-year-old and 13-year-old. And I can, I can bet that the number of American teenagers who are letting their dad, their dad still read to yeah. them is probably like you can count it on one hand and I got two of them. So
1: what's your trick? How did you make it happen, Captain? We just we've just gone consistent. It's just been a, a It's been like...
0: consistent and I've also respected their maturity. Mm-hmm. And I what I mean by that is that I will read stuff that I would rather read things that they're not quite ready for than things that they're overly ready for.
1: I've been wanting to read more to my kids, but I think you almost need to have a set time. How do you guys do it? What Yep, it's bedtime. So like So at bedtime, you know, I am going to be reading these books you get?
0: Yeah, so like for my younger kids right now, um, Char- Heidi and Charles who are, uh, they're seven and nine and uh, everybody gets read Narnia. So Charles has already heard Narnia but I'm reading it to Heidi so he's listening along so then, you know, we get the younger kids to bed and then I'm read to the older kids for a while after that and so it's also now with the younger ones i've kind of forged this path so we start with a lot of the rolled dolls and we um you know read uh narnia's it's kind of a nice step up Mm -hmm. from that a wrinkle in time don't read the rest of the series but a wrinkle in time is fantastic you know and then the hobbit and then if depending on how the hobbit goes you can make the jump to lord of the rings watership down i've read a couple of times and you could cater it to different interests, but there's sort of different rite of passage series and Narni is one of those and you know, now with the older kids it's it's fun to be able to read more mature stuff. Like the Pickwick Paper, so and I'll talk about the other ones in this, but one of my goals for twenty twenty three was to read Four big books, one one a quarter. And when I got to uh, the fourth quarter, I started in the Pickwick Papers, and I thought, this is so funny, and my kids are old enough to get this. I'm just going to read it out loud to them. So it's taking us forever because, you know, we don't get to read every night, some nights of podcasting. Yeah. So, you know, and it's very long and everything, but like, there's a subtlety to humor in it, and they're getting it, and it's just really enjoyable.
1: How do you – so I have read at nighttime before bedtime, but they fall asleep. So how do you avoid that?
0: Hmm. So read I, earlier.
1: Yeah, I was thinking. Do it. Should we start the whole bedtime ritual earlier? Yes. Just for this.
0: Read. So what we do is like for the younger ones, we have them brush teeth and get pajamas on. Then I read to them, so they're not in their bed first. But yeah, start early. Yeah, where are you reading? On like a couch.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what I should do. I've been almost wondering, like the same way that we would just schedule time to do anything. Yeah, like play, watch a show together, anything. Why not before bedtime? Yeah, because yeah, bedtime up. is the easy time to read, but they fall asleep. Right, so, okay. just
0: back it up a little bit. Yeah. Start your bedtime earlier.
1: You mentioned Charles Dickens, and uh, you and I talked about this off the air last week, but I'll just say here on the air, my daughter is reading an abridged version of Great Expectations, and she wanted me to read it too. Yeah. But I thought I could read the full version with you because it's on the poster. Yeah. So that'll be over. We could discuss it someday on the Extra Feed. I love Although, Great Expectations. Right now we're taking the long journey listeners through think, infinite just yes so yes okay back to you so
0: my other big books that i read is i started the year rereading uh, rereading lucy i read it as a teenager war and peace which was phenomenal really loved it uh then in quarter two i read uh devils by dostoevsky which is very very good and then i read the count of monte cristo
1: oh. so I knocked off three big books i love that movie yeah
0: yeah <laughs> 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 exactly
1: I mean I just think James, Jim Caviezel is so good
0: uh, Guy Pierre I mean I've only seen that movie once a lot of people do like I it I
1: actually really do like it
0: uh, I'd say a couple of non-fiction books that I haven't found a place for to highlight in this conversation um, Haruki Murakami is a good author I I think last year I talked about his book, uh, 1Q84, which I really, really liked, except for when it was absurd and, and I was laughing at it, not with it. But he has a book called What I Talk About When I Talk About Running. It's a short little book. Yeah. He He's run one marathon a year, uh, and I listened to this earlier in the year as we were getting into running. I, I strongly recommend this book. Quick read. Um, if you're at all interested in running, it's fantastic. Or if you hate running and are wondering why would anybody run? this might explain it. And the other one is American Prometheus, which is uh, Kai Bird's Oppenheimer biography, which is the basis for Oppenheimer. So watch the movie, love the movie. I'm going to be opening my 4k soon. So I'll send you the code so you can watch the movie. Thank you. And uh, then
1: I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. We need to do an episode. We need to
0: do an episode. It's so good. And the book is really, really good too. So loved both of those. Oh, and then last but not least, I read both of David Goggin's books this year uh, while I was marathon training.
1: I only have one last book to recommend. I think we might be on the same page here. I like this style that we did this year. In the yeah, past, we've done different rank lists, But yeah. Uh, so the last book I feel like is worth mentioning is a book, again, that Ben recommended to me. It is called How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. It's a nonfiction book by Scott Adams. Man, Ben, thank you for this recommendation. Yeah, it's a really good book. This is a, uh, You can talk about it here in a second, but I'll just say, after I finished I realized this is the kind of book with just the... Tips or applications it has for life, it would be totally worth visiting once a year. Maybe a good beginning of the year book. And so I ended up, now I finished this last January and I checked it out from my library again this month. So I'll be reading this again here over the course of the next month or so.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So go ahead.
1: Why why don't you uh, talk about why you thought it'd be a good recommendation in the first place?
0: Well, I think it's just fit into a lot of the things that we've talked about. I was actually thinking, you know, so Scott Adams, I think, has a interesting way of looking at reality in the world reframing things persuasion um, a lot of things we've talked about over the years on the show uh, which are really interesting actually I've been thinking about them a lot as I've been reading the matter with things uh, Mm, Ian McGilchrist which isn't on my list because I'm not done with it but it's a multi-year project but this might be the year I I finally finish it Um, and I think that Ian McGilchrist fills in some of the missing gaps for Scott Adams so that might be an interesting conversation at some point, but yeah, I I think that just good persuasion techniques, good ways to frame reality, and get yourself out of the box and look at things in a new way. There's a lot of really really good stuff in in Scott Adams' books.
1: Have you read any of his other? Th- I'm just looking at his list here. It looks like mostly Dilbert material. There's a book called God's Debris: A Thought Experiment. Is that? I haven't
0: read that. I know that's a novel. I've read oh, Win is. Bigley.
1: Win Bigley. Oh, but there it is. Okay. Yeah, I'd be... Okay, I'd be interested. In, is that one you'd recommend also then?
0: I think so. So, you know, he talks about politics a lot and that one's a lot about Trump. Okay. Um, And I've spent the last year, I gave up reading the news for Lent last year oh, and yeah. I never went back. Wow. So I've kind of dropped off Scott Adams because of that, because oh. I'm just blissfully uninformed.
1: You'll be very interested to know then that this year, Trump and Biden are running again.
0: No, no, you're thinking of 2020. No, <laughs> so it's with, happening again with, this year. With the Chiefs beat the
1: 49ers <laughs> in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Okay, so win Bigley, Maybe a recommendation there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. All
1: right, that's all I have, Ben. What do you have? So
0: I think the only other thing I would mention is I do have to highlight um, this was not a new read, but for people who are like, you know, that Ben DiBono, I just can't stand the guy. I can never (laughs) admit he's wrong. Uh, Well, I'll tell you one time I admitted I was wrong over on the extra feed, and it's when we reread To Kill a Mockingbird which is, I've been a Mocking Ben in regard to that book for many years, and uh, I, I've sneered. I've sneered at it with contempt, and then I reread it and loved it, so I was completely wrong. Complete. So if you want to sign up at patreon.com slash the sci-fi Christian, nothing we've ever said about it has sold you on it, except that I admit I'm wrong over on the Kill the Mockingbird episode. Go listen to that episode. Uh, I... I'm just totally wrong about this book and rereading it was one of my highlights of the year.
1: Wow. Yeah. I also enjoyed that one. And you even sent me the code the code for the movie, which I haven't watched yet. Yeah. But is that worth is that worth doing a review on the movie if we if it's the exact same story as the book we reviewed? Or is it well, just worth watching in general? One, but
0: yeah, it's a good movie. All
1: right, I'll check it up. Listeners, that's it. That's Books twenty twenty three. What will twenty twenty four bring? Who knows? But definitely well, I guess I know at least Infinite Just. And maybe you
0: think you're gonna finish it in a year?
1: I don't know. I'm taking my time real slow.
0: Yeah, the quote you sent me was from page forty. Yeah, which is fine. I'm not criticizing. It sounds like it...
1: a little bit of a criticism. I've <laughs> so, only been at it for about a month.
0: Yeah, well, it's you know,
1: my strategy is to uh, listen to a little bit every week. Okay, like uh, a little bit. So you think next year? <laughs> I mean, we'll just see. Yeah. We'll see. But we should we
0: should do an, an infinite just check in episode on the extra feed.
1: So, yeah, let's do it. Right let's now. do it right now. Uh, and then one last thing: in past book episodes. 2022 2021 2020 2019 i always make this joke about winds of winter it's not even funny anymore it's not it's not happening right it's never happening george r r martin is never going to finish that series and even
0: if he finishes winds of winter there's another book it's over it's over the dudes in his mid-70s it's it's done it ain't happening i'm sorry everyone this is why I decided to just embrace Season 8, flaws and all, for what it was. Because
1: it gives you It's a, the a only conclusion. ending
0: we're ever going to get.
1: It's over. All right. Just wanted to make that clear. I'm not bringing that up anymore. And lastly, this will not have anything to do with books, but I meant to bring this up when we did our James Bond episode over on the Uncensored feed tonight, listeners. We talked about... Uh, what was that? For four, Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only. And there was a character named Columbo there. And there's a... A question I've been wanting to ask you for weeks, and I may have asked you. I don't think I have. But on other podcasts I listen to, like people that are not connected, I've heard two different people recommend or just mention that they love the TV show Columbo. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Have you ever had any interest in just checking it out? No. All right. Well, I am interested. It feels like a
0: dentist's office show. (laughs) You know, like the type of show that's on in the dentist's office, and you're, you're... well, waiting and so you enjoy the ten
1: minutes you watch of Colombo. If I end up watching it and liking it, maybe I'll discuss it on stuff Ben doesn't like. Okay, all right, listeners, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm very, and we're the Sidecar christians Signing off.
0: Goodbye.